Do you love Jesus this morning? Now, if I would give you an opportunity and say, do you love Jesus? I would assume that every one of us would very quickly, without a moment's hesitation, say, yes, amen. We love Jesus this morning. But best you can, if you would, for just a moment, try to imagine, and I know sometimes it's hard to do that, Suppose you were in the presence of Jesus himself. I mean, just you and Jesus, or even if other people were there. Suppose you were looking Jesus eyeball to eyeball. And Jesus looked at you and said, Lovest thou me? Would our response be as quick, perhaps, to immediately say, Oh, yes, Jesus, I love you. Or suppose Jesus were to ask you, and the truth is I believe Jesus would ask each of us this question this morning, even though he may not be here in bodily form, he is here, isn't he, through the Holy Spirit. And if you're saved today, I believe Jesus, imagine him asking you and me the same question he asked the Apostle Peter in John chapter 21, lovest thou me more? than these. And let's put a blank out there. What is it in my life right now if Jesus were to ask me that question? Frank, not do you love me, but do you love me more than these? Now what might have to go in my blank may not have to be what would be in your blank, But it would be good for all of us to ask that question this morning. Turn with me to the Gospel of John chapter 21. And last Sunday, just very quickly, I preached on the first 14 verses of John chapter 21 where they had been out fishing all night. They caught nothing. Jesus was there the next morning. And he invited them uh, to the shore. And he worked a miracle. And they had breakfast together. Can you imagine having breakfast with Jesus? Wow, what what a thought. And so we pick up today with verse 15, John chapter 21, verse 15, John chapter 21, verse 15, and so when they had dined, can you imagine uh, just they had fished all night, they were tired, they'd been up all night, they just had breakfast. I don't know about you, I'd be ready to go to bed, how about you? And I'm assuming all eight of them are the seven apostles and Jesus are there as a group. And all of a sudden, after all that, wow, the excitement and everything, Jesus turns to Peter in verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Now, we don't know what Jesus meant. I know we can speculate, we can give our opinion. Perhaps Jesus was saying, Peter, do you love me more than these blessings, this fellowship, this meal I just provided for you? And we often remind ourselves we we need to love the blesser more than that. Now, thank God for the blessings, and we, we, we do appreciate God, but should we not love the blesser more than the blessings? Or maybe, and this has been suggested, perhaps Jesus said, Peter, do you love me more than your occupation? They had gone back fishing. Do you love me more than your career or your business or whatever? 
Or maybe he was saying, Peter, do you love me more than you love these apostles, these people, and so forth? Now, if I had to pick one, I'd say, knowing what little I know about Peter from the Gospels, Jesus was saying, Peter, do you love me more than these fellows love me? Because you know Peter, I mean, Peter, he's just so impulsive, but I could just see Peter. Jesus, or Peter, do you love me? Do I love you? Wow, Jesus, if you only knew, I love you more than all six of these guys. I love you more than ever all the people. in. That's just Peter, isn't it? Now, there's the question. The question is the probing. Boy, I mean, you know, Peter's ready to go home and go to bed. And Jesus, can you, can you imagine when you talk about a question, a personal question, and it wasn't just a question, it was a probe into the heart. I need Jesus to probe my heart sometimes because the Apostle John writing to the church of Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2 said, God said, I have so many good things I could say about you as a local church, but there's one thing I have against you. You've lost your first love. You're losing your first love. And I believe our first love ought to be Jesus. Now I know this, you know, I, I thought, well, I think I'm going to skip this and go to something else since it's baby dedication day. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, and I would like to think it was the Holy Spirit reminding us of, of this, in the bottom line to all of it is, do I really love Jesus? What will make me a better father? What will make me a better mother? <laughs> what will make a difference in our home anymore, in the church, whatever? In the bottom line to all of it is, do I truly love Jesus? Truly love Jesus. Now that's the question. That's the probing question. Do I love Jesus? And how much do I love Jesus this morning? Now notice Peter's response to the question. Peter's response in verse 15 is, Peter saith unto Jesus, he saith unto him, Yea, say the next word with me. Lord, Lord, Lord. You know, <laughs> most of what we know about Peter was before cross and the burial and the resurrection. But Peter's still growing. He didn't get perfect till he got to heaven, but he had come a long way by this point spiritually. He said, yea, my Lord, my master, thou, what's the next word, knowest that I love you. Love you? Jesus, if you only knew, I love you more than... You know what Peter had learned? Jesus, you know. Oh, I can sing about loving you. I can say it all day long. But Lord, you know me better than I know myself. So there was the probing question. There's an honest response. Is that Would you agree with me? I can kind of see some growth in Peter's life. How about you? Maturity. And now notice the test. Look what Jesus says to Peter. Feed my lambs. Now I know, and, and we don't, well we could spend hours in this passage with the Lord's help, 
we say Jesus is sort of rewarding Peter there. Peter, because you, yes, you do love me, Peter. And, 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 and as a reward for that and a blessing, or it's recommissioning Peter, you know, Peter. And so, and that's true. But in a sense, it's a test. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love me. Prove it. How, Jesus? Well, for you, Peter, I want you to be an apostle. I want you to feed and tend my sheep. Now, by the way, in a sense, all of us can be used of God to to get the gospel out and help each other spiritually. You know what Jesus is saying? Peter, here's a way you can not only say it, but you can show it. You know, what does it mean to love Jesus? Well, affection, devotion, cherish Jesus. And you know, several times in the Bible, I've got to just put it in a nutshell here, and I don't think I'm teaching you anything you don't already know. Jesus said, if you love me, what? Obey me. Keep my commandments. Serve me. Cherish me. Please me. Same thing in a marriage. Same thing to a degree in human relationships, isn't it? Well, Jesus, I told you I loved you 50 years ago when I got saved. If I ever change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know that doesn't work in a marriage. It See, it's easy to say, hey, do you love Jesus today? Hallelujah, amen. But wait a minute, Jesus knows. Prove it. Obey me, serve me, cherish me. Are you really devoted? Am I first place in your life? Now, now I know it's easy to say this, but if somehow our love for Jesus could flourish and grow, wouldn't that settle a lot of issues in our lives? Questions? If we truly put Jesus first and said, How many choices and decisions do we make in life without even stopping to think, wait a minute, I haven't even asked my Lord yet. I haven't even asked my Master yet. I think of these children and young people and and making some of the most major decisions you make in your life. And, And how many times in my life have I stopped and thought, wow, wait a minute, ooh, I'm making a decision here and now I'm praying and asking God to bless it and Maybe I should have been a little more serious about asking him his will before. And we've all go through this. We all can, I'm not talking about anything we can't identify with. But we want to learn like Peter. We want to grow. Now, it happens again in verse 16. Now, I don't know how much time went by between 15 and 16. Maybe it was immediate. Maybe Jesus immediately. And maybe a few minutes went by. Maybe they ate another biscuit or something. I don't know. And in verse 16, Jesus saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And for the second time, Peter says, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Now, I understand there's a play on words here in the Greek and so forth that Jesus is basically saying, Jesus, do you love me to this degree? And here's where Peter is. He's growing. He's learning. And Jesus is basically saying, Peter, do you love me to this degree? And Peter is saying, Lord, I, I, I know I love you this much. And I might as well be honest with you. 
No, you know what Peter's saying? No, I don't, I don't love you. I'm sure I don't love you like I should, but I love you and I want to love you more. And Jesus says, well, feed my sheep. And, there, and there's a different, and even the word feed there, the first one means to feed in the sense of literally feeding the Word of God. The other one has to do with tending, taking care of, watch this, supervising, accepting responsibility over. Well, what, what could better motivate a father than to take responsibility in his home by the grace of God? None of us are perfect, but to seek to be the husband I ought to be, to seek to be the father I ought to be, than loving Jesus. Than loving. Do you think that would help me be a better father? Better grandparent? Not just in putting bacon on the table, but that second word feet there means to tend or or take responsibility. Buck up, you know. I heard a young mother just, and some, some days we just, you know, you get burnt out. You just want to, you know, this is something I don't, how can a mother, I mean, even a father, but how can a mother especially just walk out on her children and her, and her family? And it happens, doesn't it? It happens, and I know. I mean, I, I mean, you know, there, there's pressures in life. There's in all this, and 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 where would any of us be but for the grace of God? But you know what? Even sometimes, by the grace of God, you just have to buck up. Life's not always easy, but I'll tell you something that'll help you if you truly love Jesus. Amen. Know Jesus, and in love with Jesus. Now, watch it the third time. I want you to see something here. And there's, there's, well, there's just so much in these stories, isn't there? But look, in, in verse 17, Jesus saith unto Peter the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Now, boy, <laughs> I can see Peter just blowing up by now. The old, old Simon. Now, look, Jesus, let's get something settled here. You know, I've told you twice. I didn't mean it, I, you know. What do you mean? Why do you keep probing? Why do you keep asking me? And the third time, and look what Peter's, there's the question, there's the probing question, there's Peter's response, and there's the test of his love each time. Feed my sheep, tend my sheep. Now watch Peter's response in verse 17. Peter was what? Say it with me. Grieved? Heaven forbid. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. Heaven forbid. I'll tell you one thing. With, Jesus said, I'm going to build his church. He's not going to build any church causing people to grieve, is he? I mean, heaven forbid that we come together at church and the Sunday school teacher or the preacher stand up and share some truth or, or, or challenge us to where we are grieved and our toes are stepped on and spiritual surgery is done i mean goodness gracious <laughs> don't we come to church to be encouraged and challenged and feel good about ourselves and be pleased with ourselves god forbid that we cause anyone any discomfort or grief now i'm using a little bit of irony but folk that's where we are in 2019 is it not now, don't look at me like a bunch of, you know, and that, you know, in so much of our, now maybe, and when I say we, I'm talking about so much of, a, of our Christianity. 
in America. I mean, what right? What right did Jesus have to keep probing here and asking Jesus? These are very personal questions, by the way. And Peter's been honest. Now, why was Peter grieved? Now, many believe, I, I, don't, I, I don't have all the answers. Some believe that the reason Jesus asked Peter three times is because, remember, Peter denied Christ three times. Remember that? Warmed his hands by the fire. And some believe that so he, Jesus confronted him three times and he was recommissioning. I, I don't know if that's true or not. But I'll tell you something I thought about that I never thought about before. Again, if you study the Greek and the words there, Jesus is saying, Peter, do you, and the Greek word is agapio or agape, and, 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 and Peter would come back and say, I phileo you. Jesus is saying, do you love me here? And Peter would say, Lord, you know I love you here. And the second time Jesus said, Peter, do you love me here? And Peter said, I love you here. And the third time, watch what happens. The third time Jesus asked Peter the question, he said, Peter, do you even love me here? And then Peter said something different. He said, he didn't say, Lord, thou knowest. He said, Lord, thou knowest all things. So I thought, was Peter grieved because Jesus asked him three times? Or was Peter grieved? Because Jesus asked this probing question, Peter, are you sure you even love me this much? The truth is, I don't really know, but I know one thing, Peter was grieved. Sometimes it may be, you know what I started to title the message? Good grief. (laughs) Think about that for a moment. It's good and beneficial to grieve sometimes, isn't it? To honestly ask yourself the question, how much do I love Jesus? Do I love Him enough to take all the issues of life to Him? To seek His will in my life as a father, as a grandfather, as a pastor, as an employee, And the response again was, feed my sheep, serve me. Now, the test there each time was, Peter, are you willing to obey me? Are you willing to serve me? Is there enough devotion? Do you cherish me enough? Am I really a, am I just your savior that's going to take you to heaven one day and when you go to church on Sunday morning and the pastor reminds you and we and thank God for that glory to God I can say you, you, if we get to talk about getting saved and going to heaven I, I man I get to I can do the Dr Pepper jump whatever that is amen and, and all but but is that all Jesus really means to me this morning and as a sixty eight year old man sometimes when I'm honest with myself. It ought to grieve me in order to help me to say, oh, I want to love Jesus more. I hope and pray that my children and my grandchildren, and this is the best challenge I can give to you young couples here today and you up up here on this platform. 
I hope they know that I love Jesus. That I don't do what I do just because I'm a pastor. Now I'm human. I'm human. I've asked myself the question, would I be in church every service if I weren't a pastor? Well, I, I don't know that I'll ever know that until the day comes that I'm not a pastor. I hope my children and grandchildren, and by the way, they know my strength, they know my flaws. I hope they know that I love Jesus. And that I don't just, that Jesus is first place. Maybe the question we should ask ourselves as Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than your career? Have you even asked Jesus what his will is? And I'm not going to start going down a list because then you'll think I'm picking on you if that's an area you're in. But isn't that a good question to ask? Peter, do you love me more than... Maybe that's why Jesus didn't specifically tell us what it was there. He could leave it blank for you and me to ask ourselves that question. And then in verse, to wrap it up, in verse 18, Jesus said, Peter, you, you're right, I do know all things. I even know your future. How many of you are glad God knows your tomorrow? Now, I'm, I'll be truthful with you. I, I'm glad I don't know the next five years of my life. I don't want to know it. Sufficient unto the day is evil. But I have a heavenly Father that knows my tomorrow. And he tells Peter in verse 18, even, I even know how you're going to die, Peter. And in the end, he wraps it up by saying, Peter, just follow me. Just follow me, Jesus. <laughs> Peter, just follow me. I guess I've challenged my heart with this, and I just want to... You know, Jesus said, come and dine. Would you like to have breakfast with Jesus? Well, you can. It's called fellowship, isn't it? In the garden alone. And I guess the challenge to me today and all of us is, do I love... And I think we all would. Yes, I, cheer, I, I love Jesus. I appreciate Him loving me, dying on the cross. I understand it so little. But in my everyday life, how much do I love Jesus? Could I love Him more? Would our goal be to not just satisfy here, but let's keep loving Him, and one day when we see Him face to face for the first time, we'll really understand how much He loves us. I want to love Him more, don't you? Be more devoted to Him. Truly put Him first place. Now I'm going to fail along the way and stumble along the way. But I want God to use it all to prick my heart and grieve me and say, now, put me first place in your life and you won't regret it. You won't regret it. I don't want me or you or your family or my family or Valley Baptist Church come to the place where God would have to say, there's so much about you that my grace has accomplished and I, that I can appreciate, but I have a little something against you. You're losing your first love. You're losing your first love. Whew. Nothing's worth that, is it, folks? Is it all about Jesus? Is it really? Is it really all about Jesus today? To God be the glory. I hope it is. Isn't that what our hearts desire? Well, if our hearts just desire it, that's the right step. <laughs> that's a start, isn't it? That's a start. Oh, Jesus, we truly desire you.
would be first place. Now let the Holy Spirit of God take this and, and give you wisdom to apply it to your life, your family, your situation, okay? And let's go home this week and let's ask ourselves the question, Frank, do you love me more? And he's not saying that all this has to go out of my life. It may be something good and wonderful, but has it taken the place of Jesus in my life? Do you love me more than anything else in this world? Father, speak to our hearts today. Oh God, do what, do what, oh God, only you can do. We love you, Jesus. We love you, but we want to love you more. And God, I know of nothing that would help us anymore in these times in which we're living, the struggles of life, the decisions and choices of life. As a child, as a young person, from the oldest to the youngest here today, Lord, as we commit and dedicate ourselves and these young couples to you, Lord, truly the bottom line to all of it is that we love you, O oh Jesus, because you first loved us. Help it to be a reality. Just get a hold of our hearts, O oh God, this week and draw us closer to you. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name, we pray. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you to stand with me. And this morning, while the pianist plays softly on the piano, I wonder today, do you even know Jesus as your Savior? Not just up in your brain, but from your heart, from your very inner being. Have you ever, with a repentant heart, put your faith and trust in Jesus? Are you a born-again Christian today? That's the most important. Oh, Jesus loved you enough to go to the cross of Calvary. You can never really love Jesus without, first of all, having your sins forgiven. So as the piano plays, and we're praying for ourselves and one another, if you're not absolutely sure that you're saved, would you step out to the nearest aisle, come to the front, let someone pray with you and help you? I don't know. I hope and pray there's not one unsaved person, but there could be somebody here today, and that's what you're struggling with. You don't even know whether you're saved or not. Would you come to Jesus? Come to Jesus. Trust Him as your Savior. And if you're here today with any other need on your heart, any other burden that we can... That's the purpose of the invitation is just to give someone an opportunity to pray with you and help you and, and, and get you to make a decision before the devil has time to snatch that seed out of your mind and heart. And while our, if we can help you, come right now. We'll love to pray with you and help you. But just in your heart right now, just talk to Jesus. Tell Him you love Him. And ask Him to help you love Him more. Folks, that's all that's going to matter when we draw that last breath in. Jesus, have we put you first place? And ask the penis to play one more verse. And that'll be all. If we can help you, you come.
And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Good day. God bless you. We'll see you back here tonight.